0: Wearing the folk, welcome to wearing the Folk. I'm Cecil Fletcher coming to you down here way in the Folk area of Law County, Kentucky, and we got Mr. Jeremy Foreman and a Mr. Henry Tolly coming from where in the Folk, are you guys coming from today?
1: Northern Kentucky
0: Northern Kentucky, right at the southern tip, just at the tip of Kentucky. <laughs> it's kind of where it, <laughs> where you guys live at is it the part that kind of looks like it's right at the tip of it like like the, you know the how northern Kentucky's,
2: tip of kentucky and the southern tip of ohio
0: it comes yeah. up to a little point and down like this and like this if it's a chicken leg it's the part where it gets the thickest at and you're on this side what Have you ever heard that before, that Kentucky's the chicken? Because like all the states that line up from the Mississippi make that dude he's holding a frying pan, which is Tennessee, and Kentucky's the chicken
1: leg. Kentucky's the chicken.
0: Yeah, it's the chicken leg. I don't think I've heard that. You need to look into it. It's pretty true. (laughs) And today we're going to be covering some more cryptids uh this will be part two of a series that we're doing whenever we ain't got guests we're going to just be throwing up some cryptid stuff and so the first one we're going to be covering today before before we do this let's run into some business make sure that if you want to be a guest you're reaching out through twitter at bipolar underscore t as in tango b is in bravo tb bipolar underscore tb uh abbreviation for tuberculosis i have heard <laughs> and um you can message us there you can email us at bipolar underscore teddy bear at outlook.com uh you can hit us up on instagram it'll probably take a couple days to get back to you or i can give you a totally cell phone number right now you just reach straight <laughs> out to me. and that's going to be what is your cell phone number <laughs> 5555555555. And so if you want to be a guest, just reach out to us on all channels that we receive stuff. Hell, leave a comment and we'll reach out to you somehow. Um, If you're watching it, hit subscribe and let's get a rolling. So the first one we're going to talk about, I guess I'll take this one. Um, Now this one right here, I kind of didn't want to talk about it, but we will. It's the Mac Daddy of cryptids. Some will call him the Sultan of Swat when it comes to cryptids. The King of Swang. (laughs) The OG. Did you say the Sultan? (laughs) The Sultan of Swat. Um, The King of Swang. Thousands of people claim to have seen this thing, which is commonly described as a large muscular bipedal creature usually six to nine feet tall covered in hair usually described as black dark brown or dark reddish usually smells like shit a pungent odor is sometimes associated with it anyway i guess this is the ones that live in this house <laughs> 'Cause Mandy often tells me I smell like this. Does anybody know what I'm talking about, guys? Mm. No. Bigfoot
1: Did you ever see <laughs>
0: <laughs> So this as you can see in this picture, Bigfoot is a tall, hairy ape like creature. And it's probably the most commonly known cryptid in the United States and apparently across the world. Across the seen, world.
1: Um, Bobcat Goldthwaite's movie about Bigfoot?
0: Oh. No.
2: Is no. it uh, uh, that they're hunting it or something?
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a found footage, like Blair Witch esque.
2: I thought that was movie. troll hunters or something, but uh, Th- I think i was. There's I'm... that too. Okay. Um,
1: this was. I, I'm, I think Bobcat has a few movies, but this one's about Bigfoot specifically, and it takes into all the, like, legends and the accounts of people who claim to have seen Bigfoot, like all the noises and, like, the closer you get to one of their camps, like, markings on the trees and little symbols and stuff. <laughs>
0: Now, the one thing that's different about Bigfoot, opposed to all the other cryptids that we've went over, is there's stories and legends of Big, Bigfoot before there was even a name of, for Bigfoot. Like, it goes back right before the last reset, you know. Like, even before that, possibly, it could go back two or three resets.
1: The last what?
0: Reset. <laughs> I'll
1: elaborate on that for a second.
0: Um, there's been ancient civilizations and then they get wiped out and it resets and then a new civilization comes to pass. Kind of like where Tartaria comes from. You know, they were part of the last reset. Now we're in a new one getting ready to come up on next reset. Was that mud flood or fire? or? Yeah, mud flood. Some people think that it was a rapture. That Jesus raptured everybody and um, their ashes left from their bodies busting open to expel their souls into heaven. So we missed the boat flood. We missed the boat, and we're currently in hell.
2: Wasn't? Isn't this like supposed to be the the thousand year rain,
0: where it's just turmoil? Yeah. Sounds suiting. Yeah, things could be better, you know. I've uh, I'm fat, which a lot of people can't say. I'm drinking some premium blend coffee here. You,
1: uh, you, you saying that triggered me to think about something. So did you know that we're only one of two countries that allow pharmaceutical commercials
0: yeah absolutely
2: I found that funny just ask your doctor about this like shouldn't the doctor be the one like pushing this stuff on so, you
1: so they spend like three billion in marketing to us but then they spend seven billion in marketing to doctors
0: yeah because the doctors have to pay off their fucking student loans and shit, so they have to push these drugs on people that they're getting at discount rate from these pharmaceutical country, companies and that cause the upward addiction, which makes everybody sheep. Well, and them-
1: every, every one of those companies, <clears throat> which is what I find crazy, technically speaking, every one of the big pharma companies are, are, are felons. Like, they've all admitted to felonious crimes at some point or another and have paid out huge settlements
0: yeah absolutely and it's kind of like um it's helping with the dumbification of the united states and the world which is probably going to usher in blue beam here pretty soon i'd imagine um (laughs) a couple weeks ago or however long ago it was whenever they blew up the uh att building everybody got to see blew up that car next to the AT&T building. Everybody kind of got to see what it would be like without the technology that they so love, which we rely heavily on, <laughs> obviously. Hmm. But anyway, but this uh, Bigfoot is one of the creatures. It's just seen everywhere, man. Every continent, every country. Every, every state that we've done so far. Yeah, they all have a Bigfoot. And the thing about Bigfoot I kind of like to think that Bigfoot is probably interdimensional. Or because it doesn't make sense to me that this big, wild, hairy man could just be living out here in the woods and nobody ever run across his body or anything, you know, which I can, I get that animals eat other animals when they die out in the wilderness. God knows I've done it. Um, everybody's done that. You run so what, across you something Do you think he's some hyper-intelligent being? Absolutely. I think he is an intelligent being because he, I think they're probably what people consider aliens here, but it's either interdimensional or from a different plane. Um, And when they come here, they're just doing research, essentially.
1: There's people who say that those big bones that they find, like all across the world, like the, the giants,
0: are Bigfoots. Bigfoots? Would it be big foots or big feet? So I I got a question. As far as <laughs> Mr. Grammar
2: <laughs> as, as far as improvements, and I don't know whether it's technological or, or whatever the case is, but do you think it's more likely that the interdimensional travel will come first or an improved host body, like we talked on a previous episode about the uploading consciousness? Because isn't the, the whole ball and socket joint... I mean, that's pretty primitive design. And Sam Squanch here is still... Uh, Subscribed to the ball and
0: socket <laughs> joints, looks like. Well, the thing is, if, if this was like... Are you saying if it was like a progression? Like a progression of the humans? Yeah.
2: If Do you he, think if it's if like evolution
0: If he already has the interdimensional...
2: I, I wonder if... Just... I guess, entertaining that idea. Why hasn't he already improved his host body just for more sustainability?
1: So what I've read and heard about this, because I have heard the same theory that Cecil's talking about, it's kind of like like we know five senses, and the theory is that it's not something that hops around like from one body to another, but it would be like if humans had a sixth sense... To where if our if our plane of existence is a page in a book, you have a sense to be able to jump from one page to another.
2: Yeah.
1: And And they're saying that they just kind of, like, they have some sense. Not to say they're intelligent enough to speak languages and stuff, but just some sense that allows them to bend reality. Gotcha.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Like, and... What's strange? Apparently, I forget the exact, but uh, number, but like one third of all claims of Bigfoot sightings are in the Pacific Northeast, Northwest, uh, Pacific Northeast. That's across the water. Um, I guess that would be in Russia, wouldn't it? Well, th- that's the Abominable Snowman. Yeah, the Abominable Snowman. Do you think that's just somebody that got real coked out and they decided to name him <laughs> Snowman? <laughs> i knew a snowman one time he's a wild guy apparently everybody considers most bigfoot sightings either hoaxes or just mistakes accidentally thinking they saw a bigfoot when they actually seen a bear <sighs> that doesn't make sense to me bears can be bipedal they can walk on their back legs for a short distance but their their legs and contour to their body are is kind of short when it comes to a Bigfoot sighting, the leg is kind of long. You know, so it looks like a person walking. What's your all's takes
2: on the the Patterson-Gimlin film? The one in Oregon. The North, is it North Carolina? Was that where it was at? Are you talking about the very first one? I think in that like was
1: a, I think that was in like Washington or Oregon.
2: Like the one where it like does the back look? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was mistaken. Yeah, the yeah it does the the pose almost. Yeah. I think it was uh probably real.
1: Yeah, the dude it I think somebody quoted that guy as saying that it was fake though.
0: Yeah, because he got put he got pressured into saying it was fake. Wasn't he like a known shyster? Well, the you know, Patterson guy. Even the boy that cried wolf eventually did get see a wolf. It killed him, but he did eventually see it, you know. So. I just,
1: I don't know, like, <clears throat> I guess you can make something out of concrete and, like, stamp the woods with those footprints that they find. I just, there's been a lot of evidence, but little, um, not very much luck in the way of
0: finding one of these things. Well, um, one of our previous guests, Martin Shaw, on one of his episodes... Uh, Vaughn Explained Scotland, he says that there is a, ye- a Yeti ghost over in Scotland, so they have to be real if they make ghosts.
1: He did say that there was a Yeti
0: ghost.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that. God.
2: Martin unlocking our minds. <laughs> yeah, that was his original take, too. So he's yeah. he's been researching it. Yep. Well, yeah, and for- his, uh, I believe that.
1: With His, all my heart. Uh, epic burn on you about the turkeys.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, you all keep eating your fucking turkeys <laughs> and chickens and stuff. And whenever the time comes and you are turned into brainless robots essentially for the Venerians. <laughs> you I'll remind me a... of
1: the of the goth children on South Park. Just a, go- <laughs> just a conformist.
0: You are a conformist. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I know we to say the man.
2: <laughs> so I know I brought up the the film and just the I guess the integrity of that. This was the most backhanded compliment I guess I've, I've ever read about it. Uh, someone that interviewed both Patterson and Gimlin many times. He wrote both men lacked primarily the intellectual capacity essential to the production of a host of a (laughs) (laughs) hoax. And most acquaintances of Patterson volunteered that neither he nor Gimlin were clever enough to put something that detailed together. So that's the harshest way of saying, yeah, they're too stupid to do something that that complex and it not be true.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Real. So I believe it's real. I I think that it is interdimensional or it comes from a different plane of existence and it comes here to do research. Because
1: there's several different species that come here. I just think like imagine if if somehow gorillas evolved the a sense to where they could jump realities. Like there's still gonna be gorillas but for whatever reason, they can just escape into these
0: other worlds.
2: Fish swim, monkeys climb,
0: Bigfoot's warp. That's completely possible. And, you know, it's very possible that there is just another form of humanoid species out there of some kind that just survived. Well, and they're now, very recluse. I, I can't remember
1: the exact story, but if you, if you remember when we were covering some different states... There was a Native American tribe that claimed to have bartered with Bigfoot, and uh, it was very.
0: Uh, Caitlin told very, us about
1: that. Very sketched out. Is it? Is that who told us about? Yeah, it? yeah
0: Caitlin Crawford with um, UnboundUnderground.com told us about yep. that. So, and she's awesome, by the way. But she is.
1: Um, it was kind of like dealing with the devil, though. Like, unless you had a crew. Chances are you you could either get what you were bartering for or get
0: killed and ate. I think I think the ones that did the bartering were actually nice, and then there was a subspecies that was like evil, is the way it actually went. But you know, there's no, she didn't mention anything of like,
1: which we're gonna be talking to her again here in in February, but she didn't mention anything about like. Inherent unique qualities that they possessed outside of humanity, such as
0: being able to warp, you know what I mean? So it's it's possible because I mean, we said it before on previous episodes, long time ago, that there's places in Clay County where there's people that never come out of the hills and you never see them. It could be a situation like that, like maybe some species uh, related humanoid that's just very recluse and lives in the woods.
1: They would have to be excellent because, I mean, the the chances of somebody not stumbling upon a village of these guys and girls, if there
2: are girls or guys. um, Are you thinking that they're like seahorses? maybe I mean, maybe, <laughs> I gotta think of, like the uncontacted tribes like in in africa and stuff that i mean they they found one a few years ago they, they flew over it with helicopters and they were throwing spears at it and stuff i mean there there could be those
0: regions yeah and you know there's a good possibility that these students reside in caves like they live mainly in caves it's completely yeah. possible
1: I guess that kind of crosses over with the, the conspiracy world of there being another world below this one.
0: I mean, they're very, they very well could be from Hollow Earth coming up to catch whatever they can. Maybe they come up to hunt deer or something because deer is like the sucking or whatever, like the best meat they've ever had. Is there supposed to be a, a lot source in Hollow Earth? Yeah, depending on which one you uh, believe in. Um, if you go with the one that's in the green pit, that's associated with the children of a uh, wool pit, the green children of wool pit, like uh, Hollow Earth is just always misty with some kind of light source, and everything there is green. I remember a story about
1: that. So these children were supposed to have big black eyes and were green, right?
0: No, they just had regular eyes. Their skin, they had the greenish hue to their skin and they were found in wool pit in the wolf pit in wool pit and i think germany uh i can't remember the time frame i think it was like the early 1500s or 1600s maybe late 1500 1600s
1: maybe it's a different story that i'm thinking of with children with black eyes
2: well did this one tie into the the occult stuff with you and reed's episode no okay I, th- I thought there was something about hollow earth and tying into some sort of supernatural powers and Nazis and stuff.
0: That one's more associated with Admiral Byrd, who flew into Hollow Earth. And when he flew into Hollow Earth, he said that there was uh, tall giants with blonde hair and blue eyes. And he was accompanied more along with um, by like things that you would call UFO that had the swastika on it. And uh-huh. uh, the reason that the Nazis spent $8 billion in... That money back then to explore the Himalayas was so they could find the elders of the Hollow Earth because apparently the Nazism was um, lined up with the origins of Aryans who uh, come from that region. And the only thing they left Tibet with was the swastika. Mm. Yeah, mm. but anyway. But Bigfoot's just everywhere. Like he's known as the ape skunk, the grass, the grass ape, um, Bigfoot, Yeti, Snowman, uh, Chief Bigfoot, all kinds of stuff, you know.
1: But not one tangible piece of proof.
0: Except for that guy that has him in his freezer. What, What? There's a guy that killed him and has him in his freezer. He's got the head of a Bigfoot. Is it? Does he show it? Yeah, you can look it up. Let's show that picture. Show that picture. Show that picture. It looks just like a blob, dude. It's a frozen Bigfoot head. Look, click a different picture.
1: Click that. Hang on. The one where he's smiling that? next to it. The one where he's smiling next to it. Is that the same thing?
0: No, that's different. But you don't see this one right here on the right? okay yeah i can
1: it's got teeth it's got a big beard
0: big on wide nose has
1: he let anybody test it
0: i believe so when it comes to testing these things when these scientists come out are they really going to say yeah there's bigfoot or are they going to go with whatever pays them the most you know
1: we're talking about somebody who has a massive head in their freezer like that's that would be <laughs> undeniable proof.
2: And at and the it, end
0: of the and day, if it's
1: not, then he's killed somebody and made them look like a Bigfoot. So either way, there's a problem.
0: Well, either way it goes, man. We're only in tune to what they want us to be in tune to. And it all goes back to Operation Mockingbird. And this is a this is a conspiracy. That was later found out to be true, that in the 1950s, the CIA and the government basically overtook mainstream media to promote propaganda and everything. But, you know, it was discovered in 1974, so they had about 24 years where they actually didn't, you know, nobody th- knew about it. Anytime you bring it up people be like, oh, that's bullshit. That's not real. Until it was discovered, it was real. And I'm sure they just kind of stopped whenever they they were found out, like, oh, no, we've got found out, we got to quit doing it now, you know, and that I don't see why that would collate over to scientists who are paid by the government, you know, how could that possibly do that? <laughs> like, uh, because everybody knows that they're funded by civilians through grants and stuff, right, Jeremy? That's where no. the scientists get their money to, Pay for everything that they do. I uh, fully endorse the the skeptical nature of things. Um, if I was to come up to you and said, "I'll give you five million dollar grant to continue your research," all I want you to do is check this and say it's fake. What would you do? Well, that'd be the last
2: person someone would come to as far as research purposes, because I know Dick all about anything Bigfoot. But what so would you do if, if, if you they're coming that to, situation? well, if if they're coming to, uh, I guess, less than credited sources, then, yeah, they, they would go with where the money is. But to say that all scientists' integrity is, is that questionable, then I feel that they're not even in the craft for the well, sincere the reasons is, to begin
0: with. The thing is, not all scientists are like that, but the scientists that come out that oppose anything like that are always shut down as being crazy it's a very general statement no they are anytime they come out that opposes this scientist that's getting paid to say this one thing and they're like that isn't true i've done the research the media goes well they're just nuts oh no i'll definitely admit
2: that there have been major campaigns as far as the one that comes to mind is like the, the sugar the Saying sugar isn't so bad. Uh, I like getting
0: a little sugar. (laughs) I forget the the specifics. Cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Or the scientists that were telling a whole group of men that they were being treated for bad blood for 40 years. And they were receiving treatment to cure them. And they were actually just being fed placebos to see how long it would take them to die from syphilis
2: yeah they're, they're shady shady means but to to fully discount the integrity of all scientific research
0: is is concerning um well, the thing about it is the <laughs> ones that make the biggest the thing about it is the ones that make the biggest impact are the ones that are funded by the government, and the ones that are independent are usually cast aside as crazy people. just saying.
1: Who knows? Like they could be interdimensional. They may just be super crafty. But like, up to this point, nobody has has acknowledged uh, tangible proof. Like even if the dude has a head in his freezer.
0: Nobody... Anthropologists, um, there's an anthropologist and John Napier that thinks that they're basically just something that was a, that's considered extinct because back in the olden times you know the bigfoot wouldn't have been considered anything because there was bigfoots there was an ape that probably wasn't bipedal but it's, but it was about eight to ten feet maybe even 12 feet tall
2: you're talking like the gigantopithecus or something else yeah
0: the, i think it's gigantopithecus I, i'm not for sure on the name but it was something that exists a long time ago some think it might be like a neanderthal but i don't think neanderthals really got much taller than we are.
1: I don't think so either. And I think you meant uh, anthropologist. Anthropologist,
0: yeah. Did I not say anthropologist? (laughs) 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 You you were close.
1: It was close.
0: (laughs) So consensus on Bigfoot, I think they're real in some form. What do you think?
1: I think where there's smoke, there's fire. I just, yeah. I need more tangible
0: proof. I just showed you a Bigfoot head. <laughs> 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 I agree. I'm
1: not ruling it out. I'm not writing it off.
0: I agree. Because, like they said, this is a lore, like a folktale that's been passed down before it even had a name. You Let's figure there would be some uh, Evidence. Let's
1: get into uh, our favorite
0: uh, <laughs> Sesame Street character. All right, so the next one that we're going to be covering, which is looks like it's going to be the last of the land-dwelling creatures, because like we've discovered, there's a lot more sea-faring creatures than there are land-dwelling, is uh, Mr. Big Bird. <laughs>
2: Here's an artist rendering of it breaking into someone's car. Look at that big old bird. I'm going to give that a little thumbs up. (laughs) It looks looks like it has
1: wings under its wings.
2: Yeah. Well, the description of this doesn't necessarily... Well, it could... Yeah, it may match this photo, but it talked about uh, ape-like face with wings. Um... Let's see, what I did it say about it?
1: Of course it's in Texas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's apparently just a giant ape faced bird, like he said, that terrorized the Rio Grand Valley. Um, is apparently first spotted in nineteen seventy six. Uh, so the bird isn't the most adorable one. Um, who <laughs> lives on it's not like the big yellow bird we've seen on our favorite car our favorite childhood car episodes of sesame street you remember that song won't you take me down to three down to sesame street and so uh, kermit getting high He's like hur, 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 hur. yeah i can't remember it's funny look it up on youtube kermit and big birds getting stoned you hear him hitting bones and stuff it's pretty good stuff
1: apparently the first people to see this thing was two girls and they were approximately 300 feet away in an irrigation canal They got scared, uh, went to get binoculars from their parents. They didn't believe them, but they saw it and saw like a monster.
0: Um, They gave the best description of it. Um, It was Tracy Lawson and their cousin, Jackie Davis. Um, They said it was over five feet tall, it had dark red eyes, a ball head. Gorilla like face and a long beak. So glowing red eyes. Glowing red eyes. Um uh, the next day the father saw three toe tracks. So apparently it's just got three regular toes. <laughs> so it's walking like, around like this. Like not even bird <laughs>
1: like bird claws? Uh, does
0: it doesn't say it had claws. Hmm. I guess it would be like a... But there's only three of them.
1: There would have to be a heel of some sort.
0: Yeah. That's weird. And then January 7th of that same year, 1972, was it? 76. Uh, there's a policeman named Arturo Padilla. Saw something in the headlights of his cruiser. It was a huge bird. Minutes later, fellow officer Homer Galvin sighted a large black silhouette gliding through the air. um They spotted the creature and they said it looked like a bat, so I guess that's where it gets the bear skin from.
1: There's uh, another one on that same
2: knot
0: yeah, um and then on January fourteenth Armado Grimaldo heard a loud sound like a bat bat's wing flapping have you ever heard bat bat wings flap that's uh, a pretty noticeable sound
2: yeah i've been chased by bats it, uh,
1: they said that that this thing has eyes as big as silver dollars some people compare uh compare rather it to um the mothman and the Blackbird of chernobyl
2: well the, the story that Cecil was getting at with Armando, he had an altercation with it. It,
1: yeah.
2: it grabbed him and tore his shirt. Really? Yeah.
1: Why didn't he whip out his bare hands?
0: He <laughs> war with it? Poke his fucking eyes out. Apparently he gotta, you, a it. With those <laughs> you you always gotta go eyes, throat. no. But anyway, on January fourteenth, about the same time, there were several school teachers that witnessed a strange bird too, and it had a wingspan at least twelve feet across. So this fucking thing's pretty big. Do you think this is something that's in correlation with the thunderbird?
1: Maybe. I don't think it's in correlation with Mothman because Mothman could sp- uh, allegedly speak telepathically to people.
0: Huh. Yeah so that's that that's basically it um a lot of explanations for it is like it's just a big batter bird some people think it might be the pterosaur of some sort you
2: had mentioned it previously about like the the water dwelling cryptids yeah i would imagine that those would have a better chance of surviving the the asteroid more so than the land dwelling ones
0: oh yeah for sure
2: um so it becomes difficult to imagine this one would survive.
0: The logical thought is that it's a jumper, a large South American stork with with a featherless featherless face and a long dark beak, which well, sometimes strays into Texas.
1: Texas has always been um, a place where people report sightings of thunderbirds, so you know it could be in line with with that or. You know some birds are cave dwellers, so if it's like an ancient cave dwelling bird or something like that,
0: I just don't. That's one that I I want to believe, but it's hard to believe. I I can I can back the Bigfoot more than I can that because I, was, I mean just think
1: about it. Like if it if it has qualities of a bat, then there's a probably uh like a high probability. That it's living in a cave and probably has access to food in that cave, so it may not need to come out often. It could be the same deal as like why people don't see Bigfoots all the time.
0: It could be that stork they was talking about, the Jibberu, whatever, J I B U R U. Or it could be a flying fox, man. Have you ever seen the flying foxes? There's not gonna be a flying
1: fox big enough to like that thing looks as big as Bigfoot.
0: Well, they said it was five feet tall, you know, and a flying fox. They're frigging massive, man. Um, Let me see if I can find a picture of one. So, as you can see, a flying fox gets big. They're huge, man. Um, It's the opposite, though. What?
1: It has hair on its head.
0: Well, that's the thing. If you were to see one of these things from a great distance, then you would kind of think that it's probably you would think that it might be a something else, you know, it could be anything. So they could be seeing a flying fox. They could be seeing that stork because of a flying fox, it gets four to five feet tall and it has a huge wingspan, you know, I don't know where it comes from though, unfortunately. Um, But yeah, that's one explanation that could be for it. The next three that we have up, uh, we'll just kind of talk about them in jest. It's called Caddy, Cassie, and Chessie. So here is a photo of something that washed ashore,
2: and this was in the British Columbia area, supposedly Cassie. You can see it's, I can't make out really anything, but uh,
0: this is what washed
1: up. It looks like a, a fin on the left side
0: Like hanging over Yeah, yeah. So that could be something um, That could just be like a strap up, That could be a strip off of Will's back You never know Yeah Um. Basically the caddy is in uh, Cadboro Bay in British Columbia Which is what he just showed us It's said to frequent the coast of Washington and Oregon um, It could be what I say it could be I can't pronounce this, which is not unfamiliar. It's a Carterborosaurus. Cadaburosaurus. It's a sea serpent in folklore and regions of the Pacific coast in North America. And it's names derived from the curl Cardboro Bay Cadborough Bay in Greater Victoria, British Columbia. So just saying it's basically a dinosaur that's left over.
1: It's kind of the same narrative in all of these though.
0: Yeah, Cassie's yeah. the same thing. And Cassie's a enormous sea serpent in Sakasco Bay in Maine. It was named by Lauren Coltman, though. Um oh, I do like this
2: rendering of it, so I want to show it. Okay. It looks like a dog sea dragon.
0: That's nuts. That's pretty cool looking though. Um it's this one's apparently sixty to hundred and fifty feet long, so you know. There's a 90-foot 90, 90 difference there, <laughs> <I think. laughs> which is a pretty long distance whenever describing something. It's as thick as a barrel and comes in a variety of colors, including dark green, molded brown, and it's commonly reported as a black with huge black spots. Uh, this one, Cassie, can be seen in Maine and Oregon. Both have a Portland and also a sea monster. Um, so, and then it leads us to Chessie and Chessey is in the same vein. Uh, so American folklore, Chessie is a sea monster that's said to live in the midst of the Chesapeake Bay.
1: Um, she looks peaceful here. To this... say, I, don't, I don't think the perspectives right on that one. It looks like a, it's just a little,
0: little, little bitty <laughs> thing. Well, this one right here only gets 25 to 40 feet long. Well, that
1: looks like it's 25 inches
0: long. (laughs) (laughs) It's got me beat by 23 inches. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was cited most often between the mid-70s and the mid-90s. There's been reports since, since 2014 and it's ranked 8 of the scariest sea serpents by the animal planet. So, But it
2: looks so like peaceful
0: and calm. It was posing for that photo. And we might as well throw Champ in here. Because why not? Let's do 11. Or 6, I mean. A bonus. Let's do a bonus one here. Because there's so many of these fucking things across the world. Like, the sea serpent lake monster is... Common as fuck. Like, it's more common than assholes. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so,
1: so, how do they work? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are what are people saying?
0: I don't know. The champion. It's a now. This one is probably the most popular one in America. Uh, it's hard to say. This could be disputed, but the champ. Everybody's heard about champ
2: so it's not a very good rendering i'll I'll throw it up as you're speaking and then i'll also show another uh like what they believe it could be
0: so it's your classic lateness type monster long neck small head humpback it's in uh, lake champlain in north in new york in the vermont border As with many monsters, its uh, sightings uh, are supported by Native American tradition. So, this one goes back to before, you know, we came over. Um, So, when it comes to all these sea monsters, we've discussed it previously. It's insane how many sea monsters there actually are. And they're all the same thing, pretty much. Except some are either just long serpents or some have little petals and long neck and thin head.
1: I just don't know. What it can because it's fresh water, it's salt water. I mean, it's, I just don't know what people could be seeing.
2: Well, here is apparently a floating tree stump model of Champ.
0: Yeah. And you know, it very well could be. And there was a sighting that somebody took a picture of, and I cannot remember which lake it was, but there was, there was speculation that it had a lake monster. And there was a picture somebody took that showed the head, the snout coming out. And you could actually see this one, like, swimming. And he's seen the hump. But it was a fucking elephant. Because elephants can swim. And when they swim, they put their trunk up and it hovers out like this so they can breathe out of the water. And then the humps their head. Hmm. I just wonder, maybe, like, it's a certain kind of tree.
1: You know what I mean? Like
0: like some driftwood
1: well and i know it's all over the world but i don't know if anybody's ever explored the the biology of these areas to see if maybe there's like a common tree that maybe gets old and then uh when branches break off they're kind of shaped the same in a
0: way my thing is what's the first lake light, light monster What's the earliest known lake monster? I don't know. Hmm. Because it seems like it's one of those things that kind of, colli- like kind of collides with uh, I think Bigfoot. Be- I
1: think before lake monsters, there were sea monsters.
0: Yeah, like the uh, octopus, giant krakens. Yeah, about krakens. 40 feet. Yeah. They were forty feet large and attacked boats that was uh bullshit until two thousand and seven. But people <laughs> people
1: saw like sea dragons though in the olden days.
0: Well, sea dragons, you know, there's confusion whenever it, it'd storm and shit like that, yeah. You know? Well, it just seems they, they all share similar characteristics. Yeah. I mean it could be something. It could be something that lives in the deepest part of the lakes and stuff, but when the lakes busted up, and where do they go? You know, like in the previous episode we did about cryptids, totally said that there's caverns and stuff. But when they drain lakes, you can find, you can see the
1: caverns. It's like the beginning to uh, piranha. Whenever the earthquake opens up the underground thing, and all these piranhas come out.
2: Yeah. Let's like, well, just win Bigfoot He warps in with his instant transmission And like gets them <laughs> out as the lakes are draining
0: <laughs> It could be Like It's hard to say what all these are And It's just unfathomable It's crazy to me That the majority Of the cryptids In, the, in North America Are like monsters I just don't get that well that's one of the
2: the unknowns i mean yeah. yeah
1: well i think we still got some land dwellers to talk about in the next uh special series but
0: i love to talk about some land dwellers
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe i don't know like i still don't think any has been as cool as uh the one in owensboro kentucky that What was it supposed to be between forty and two hundred feet long? That ate the the half of the horse. Yeah, somebody (laughs) drove their horse off into the river and didn't
0: want to tell anybody. So consensus on these lake monsters um, for this particular episode, until we find one that we can just believe in, I think they're bullshit. Um, I think they're bullshit. We need convincing.
1: We need experts.
0: I usually believe in all kinds of stuff, but lake monsters is one thing that I just choose not to believe in, because I like swimming in lakes. (laughs) I don't want to be terrified to go into a lake. (laughs) So, calling all lake monster experts. Yeah, I mean, if you're an expert in it, please come on and tell us the facts behind it, because I didn't research it, because I've always kind of thought that lake monsters were bullshit. I would love to go to Loch Ness, though, just because of the history there, Um. And, hell, maybe uh, when I go to the lake, what 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 gauge string do you think I should take when I go fishing for that fucking thing over there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go fly fishing for, for Nessie. <laughs> but that's basically the end of this one. Uh, make sure you go check out everything. If you want to be a guest, if you have any in-depth insight into lake monsters, sea monsters, paranormal paranormal um paranormal sea monsters um (laughs) just reach out to us whatever it is we're willing to talk about everything and anything to do with paranormal or cryptids or hybrid spirituality um anything you want to talk about really you can reach out to us at uh bipolar underscore teddy bear at outlook.com uh you can uh reach out to us through instagram uh bipolar underscore teddy bear and you can call Tolly at his phone number that i gave you at the beginning of the episode whenever you've seen the number flash up on the screen <laughs> and, uh, and thank you so much for watching us and go and watch jeremy's youtube videos um i know it's not christmas anymore but he has a great rendition of a christmas song and his new stuff he put out is pretty good too and um check out up and fire um we're hoping to have the simp stuff out soon um and thank you for watching us because we're watching you Where in the fall?